In today's episode, I speak with Talia Karen, the founder of Workweek Lunch, which is a blog and digital meal plan subscription that has helped thousands of people all over the world master meal prep. And here's the caveat, without any diet culture attached. Talia is such a good source of information on how to make meal prep accessible, time-saving, budget-friendly, and honestly, really enjoyable so that you can take some of the stress out of that dreaded what's for dinner question. I loved chatting with Talia and I learned so much from hearing how she navigates meal prep. So I really hope you're able to walk away from this one with some tangible tips and steps. Let's get into it. Welcome, Talia, to the Fueled and Well podcast. I'm so excited to have you today. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. So why don't you give our listeners just a little bit of background on you and your company, Workweek Lunch, just kind of how it got started and what it looks like. Absolutely. So I started Workweek Lunch as a side project in 2016 because I was working in an office at the time and I was like the quote unquote healthy girl bringing the lunch into work every day. People were like always commenting. And it really occurred to me that people my age, like I was 24, you know, were, they were like mystified. Like, how do you do that? How do you, it looks so good. I'm like, what, you don't know how to roast a bunch of bunch of vegetables? It just became this theme of like, oh, okay, people need help with this. And I honestly, I just wanted to start a business. Like I really was interested in developing an additional stream of revenue into my life. Obviously to do that successfully, you have to help people and solve a problem, which is something I'm very passionate about. So I first started without the intuitive eating lens. I kind of started more from a weight loss lens because that's what you saw on Instagram, right? Like there in 2016, intuitive eating was like nowhere that I knew of at least. And everyone in the space was just, I, I never really leaned hard into it. It was kind of just like, and if you're looking to eat healthier, like a very cat, like laid back weight loss advice. Right. And then about two years in, I did discover intuitive eating when, you know, you know, the moment it's like, your mind exploding moment of wow we've been duped like we've been we've been yeah this is this is bad and I don't want to be part of this conversation anymore so I switched gears to intuitive eating it was great and around that time I started the the subscription so I have a meal planning subscription that is intuitive eating line meaning we provide recipes and meal plans that are more about saving time money and energy that we don't have calories we don't have macros we don't tell people what to put in their containers I literally don't care what you put in your your containers I just want you to do it so that you have more space in your life wherever you need it and that's what we do now and it's great I love that because I have found even as like a consumer looking for maybe like a done for you meal prep service or like quick easy meal prep ideas online like you get down that Pinterest hole and everything has a calorie limit on it or some you know gluten-free paleo I'm like I don't want that. I just want a normal meal. I just don't want to think about it. Like, I just want, just lead me to how to get this done quick. (laughs) Exactly. You know, our meals are healthy. We have tons of RDs, nutritionists, professionals recommending our stuff to their clients, but we don't really lead with that. That's not the point. Right. Like you said, the point is let's make this less stressful. Let's help you save money, plan it out, get it done so that you can eat home-cooked meals, which are inherently going to be really great for you. Right. Also great for your budget. And yeah. And then we're just done. Right. I personally started meal prepping because I am a snowboarder and I was broke. And I was like, okay, I can't buy Chipotle every day for lunch. 
it was, you know, living in Manhattan as a 22-year-old mm-hmm. making $30,000 a year. You're like, okay, you need to like, you need to cook. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my thing. Like I, I started to save money. That was my main goal with meal prep. Yeah, I love that. When you found out about intuitive eating yourself and you started to kind of shift the messaging, did you find a lot of people were like asking how many calories are in this or like gravitating towards different options because they wanted kind of that weight loss focus? Or did people just kind of find it and be like, oh, this works great? Yeah. Okay. That's a really good question. Some people, I think, you know, as a person online, you are definitely trying to attract certain people and scare off other people. Yes. So it definitely was like the messaging of, okay, if you want calories and stuff, like this just isn't the page for you. This just isn't the account for you. But then of course, some people don't care and they just want the ideas and they can use whatever tracker they want if that's and I, I'm not going to tell people like hey don't do that or don't don't come here if you're tracking it's just we're not going to help you with that but here's some ideas <laughs> I love that though because that's like such a core piece of how dietitians help people as intuitive eaters too it's like I'm not going to tell you how to do it I'm going to give you all the tools and then you get to decide what works for you and so yeah obviously you don't want like someone who's calorie counting to feel like they can't use your service, but you're also yeah. like, I'm not going to post all this here because I want our stuff to work for those people who want to get away from the diets. You know, yeah, it's the freedom. It's just like it's unreal how much freedom you have when you start ignoring the numbers, just not even incorporating any numbers into that what you're eating. Like I, I I'm so happy that I get to expose people to intuitive eating because they're coming in from meal prep world where intuitive eating is less talked about. So I turned on a lot of people to it because they're coming in from that like weight loss meal prep world, right? The chicken, broccoli, rice world. Oh my gosh. That is a sad world. I remember it and I don't miss it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like an interesting way in, right, into intuitive eating. So I'm happy I gave a channel for that. No, I, I really am too. I remember when I first found your stuff and was recommending it to clients. They would say like, oh, I don't know that I want meal prep. And I'm like, if your complaint, though, is lunches at work are stressing me out. I'm spending too much money eating out. I don't know what to do with my groceries. They're going bad. Like you do want some kind of structure, but you just want to make sure it's coming from a place that isn't going to throw like the calories and the paleo and the this and that in your face, because that's what makes them run. Right. And it makes it so much more complicated, like feeding ourselves with everything else going on. It's complicated enough. Like why pile on? Right. Let's just get it in the container and move on. We have other things to do. Do you have any tips for listeners who are like, maybe either they've never meal prepped before or the only time they have, it's been that kind of cringy, you know, measuring dieting experience, like any tips on getting started? Like maybe where is like the easiest place to start? Well, I think there's, there's two groups of people here that in your question. So it's like, the yeah. people who've never meal prepped before, I would say the number one thing is starting small. Choose one recipe that makes three to four servings. I think three is the magic number personally. And of course, a serving, quote unquote, is going to look different for everyone. But my recipes are all designed to fit a serving in a 30 ounce, which is a three cup container. So that's what I determined is like the quote unquote normal. Again, there's no normal, but you know what I mean? Like the yeah, somewhere to start. Yeah, yeah, just start there. Just start at this like kind of very standard size. Choose one recipe that makes three servings for you. That's it. That, that's, the, that's all you got to do to start because that's how I started. And I still felt less stressed. I still saved money. I still 
you know, felt like I had more time in my day just from doing one. You know, like you don't need to do breakfast, lunch, dinner. For the second group of people, for people who are coming in from diet meal prep into like intuitive eating meal prep, try picking your recipe that is your comfort food. Comfort food happens to be great for meal prep. Think like casseroles, lasagna, mac and cheese, a stir fry, like things you buy for takeout usually, like curries and tikka masala. Like these are all great meal preps. So, and you would never really see that on someone who's like counting their macros, or you're going to see some like cauliflower cauliflowerized version of it which is okay cauliflower we love it we're not gonna you know <laughs> poo poo on cauliflower but you know we don't need to like replace pasta with it so yeah I would, say, <laughs> I would say come in from prepping comfort food or things that would normally be an indulgent or like fun food for you I like that idea yeah. because I think that is where a lot of clients get stuck they're like I you know went to Pinterest and I searched meal prep ideas and they all just felt like the foods I used to eat when I was like heavily restricting and so I just closed out that tab right yeah. instead shifting the focus on what's something I would be excited to eat what's something I love to go get for takeout but I could make for four dollars instead of 14 like yeah. just starting there yeah yeah don't forget like you can make a mac and cheese and you know stuff it full of broccoli add some yep. protein like you don't need to just make your you know, Thanksgiving side mac and cheese. You can like dress it up with other stuff and make it satisfying. Like my recipes, they're all designed to be full, well-rounded meals. Like we apply a protein, veggie, carb formula to each one, but we end up with so many different fun things to eat, right? I know. I love that when I was browsing your website, I was like, there's so many things in here that I would have never thought to meal prep, but you're right that they're like all well-rounded, right? Like you've got all the food groups represented, they don't feel super bland. Like it's just yeah, refreshing, honestly. I mean, yeah. Like when I started working lunch, like people, my friends were like, why would you start a food blog in 2016? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sorry, but there's a gap here. Like I didn't want to find an entree and two sides that are separate recipes. I wanted the whole thing in one. And that's what I do. Right. That's what like that, that's what we do. So, yeah, we just take account for the vegetables, the carbs and the protein every meal. And it can just look so many different ways. Yeah. I love it. Do you have any tips or things that you've seen working well for either yourself or others with how food costs have been going up? Like anything you've gotten creative with or things you've helped people do to navigate that? It's hard. You know, me personally, like I cook for a living. So full disclosure, my food expenses are business expenses. It is very uh, yeah. different for me personally. Yeah. So I would say I don't have any limit on food spend, which is so weird coming from where I was when I started. Right. Yeah. But I will say like for this is a big issue that comes up constantly. And I think that shopping your pantry is probably the number one way to save money on food. You have food at home. You have rice, you have grains, you have pasta, you have like things in your freezer. You start there and you're grocery bill will be cut in half like automatically just by using what you already purchased. <laughs> so that's number one advice for saving money. I would say another thing, you know, people, this is like a catch 22, right? Because to have a pantry, you have to buy stuff for it. And that is expensive. So try to see pantry expenses. Like if you're doing a haul for your pantry to stock it up, try to see that as a different expense. It's like not your weekly grocery expense because those pantry items will last you a lot longer than a zucchini or a pepper or like eggs or, you know, uh. so Another just quick one is to be flexible with vegetables and produce specifically. It is so much more flexible than you think. Like if a recipe calls for asparagus and it's not in season and it's really expensive, 
you can use broccoli. You can use something else. So in the store, don't be so rigid. You're not going to screw it up. You're not going to screw it up by buying a cheaper option. Promise. Yeah. All of those are great because I think we just get into a certain rhythm with how we shop or what we buy. And then you look at the receipt and you're like, whoa. But if you're, you know, shopping your pantry and your freezer beforehand, you're going in knowing I can swap different things out. Yep. Even just being open to that, I would assume helps you save money without having to think yeah. too hard, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I don't buy organic. I don't buy name brands for anything. And truthfully, I spend about $50 a week, to be honest. Like, I, like because I already I have a very stocked pantry and freezer. I use ButcherBox. I'm not, I don't work with them, but I use ButcherBox for meat. I buy like maybe four boxes a year. And I incorporate plant-based proteins into my diet as well. So that yeah. that balance helps too. Of course, I'm cooking for one. If you're cooking for two or more, it will be a lot more. Like it, And you have to accept that. Yeah, yeah understandably so, right? <laughs> it's going to kind of scale with however many people are in your home. But even just thinking through like, how can I be smarter from a budget standpoint? That's so helpful because yeah. I feel like that's been coming up a lot recently when I talk to clients. Yeah. The other thing that I feel like I get asked a lot and I'm like, I'm just going off personal experience here, but I'm curious to see if you have more of a perspective since you do this every day is tips for people who are cooking for one or two. Are there like yeah. any, you know, hard and fast things that make it easier or harder to manage that? Well, yeah, I would say my all my recipes, my entire program are made for one person, right? I, I, I live alone. I started meal prepping for one. I think meal prep for one makes more sense than anything else because if you're making one-off dinner is a lot. You're going to have the leftover random pepper and the leftover like end of a zucchini and you're not going to know what to do with it. Meal prep recipes, you're going to use up the whole thing, you know, and you won't have anything left over. But I would say that for two, there's really nothing to avoid. I mean, I would say for two, like you might have to double some things. That is pretty common because I don't know. A lot of meal prep recipes, I think three or four servings, and then you're just out of food really quickly versus right. one person. You're going to take three days to go through that versus one day. Yeah. So, yeah. Like when I lived with someone, I was making a lot more food. So it's, it's, but again, meal prep makes sense for one. Less is more always for anyone, no matter how much, whether you're prepping for six people or yourself, leave room for spontaneity, especially with intuitive eating. You don't want to lock yourself into a schedule or regimen. Like there's, no situation where you should be planning breakfast, lunch, dinner every single day. It never makes any sense. Things come up. You're not going to feel like it. Your friend is going to invite you to happy hour. Or like this restaurant is doing a thing you want to go to. Leave stuff open. Less is always more. I love that because I think sometimes people do like when they finally decide, okay, I'm going to start saving money. I'm going to start prepping ahead. They prep everything. And then they're either eating things that they're so uninterested in or they waste a ton. And yeah. then no wonder they like throw it out. Like they're like, ah, this doesn't work for me. Right. And that this is a big hiccup with intuitive eating meal prep is the, well, how will I know what I'm in the mood for? Right. Oh, I'm eating intuitively. I'm going to eat based on what I want in the moment. It's like, well, also you're an adult. You can eat things you're not in the mood for and it's not restrictive. Like you can have the one meal that, that's leftovers and then for dinner, eat what you want. You know what I mean? There's I, I do have a little tough love mindset with this where like, I don't like leftovers. I don't want to, I don't know what I want. It's like, you probably only really crave five different things you know? <laughs> yeah. when you really think about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I love how you said too, like you can 
you can go with the flow of the things that you like and what you want to eat and have those spontaneous moments. And you can also give yourself a little tough love and be like, hey, if I don't eat this today, then it's getting wasted. And that doesn't feel great to me. So that's not not intuitive. It's just like you said, it's practical. It's me being an adult, it's, I'm being practical. Yeah. Yeah. And also like deciding what to eat three times a day or more is tiring. Sometimes it's just nice to just pull out something that's decent enough. You're not going to remember the meal you're eating in front of your computer between meetings anyway. Like sometimes it just doesn't matter, especially, well, as a seasoned intuitive eater, like I honestly don't care what I'm eating most of the time. I literally, I could eat anything anytime. I just want to eat and move on. When you are, when you fully embrace intuitive eating, food is not the highlight of your day. There are just other things that are giving you joy. Of course, food gives me joy sometimes. It's just not like an three times a day high. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I think that that's what people expect, right? When they first get into intuitive eating, because for so long, if they've been dieting, food is restricted and put on this pedestal. And like when they finally get to eat what they actually want, it's so exciting. So when they start eating intuitively, they're like, every meal has to hit. I have to love everything. And I'm like, hey, that's probably not going to happen. That doesn't mean you're not being intuitive. That is just part of eating and being a busy person. Right. And then eventually it gets to a point where you can figure out what makes you feel good, right? You're cooking in a way that you know, okay, actually it feels really good when I incorporate these types of vegetables and these proteins. It just literally feels good. I'm not restricting. I'm just want to make myself feel energized and good. And then you might look in your meal prep container and be like, wow, this kind of looks like what I used to eat when I was dieting, but I want it. It's, it's normal and it's not that restricting and it's actually enough food for me and it's fine. I yeah. remember it's- the first time I had one of those moments, I was like, am I doing something wrong? Like I have clients still ask me that. So I might've eaten this meal that I used to eat a lot when I was dieting. And I'm like, how did it feel? Yeah. Were you good? Like, were you full afterwards? Did you have good energy? Were you excited to eat it? If so, that was a great choice. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. For me on we on weekends I eat I love restaurants so I my boyfriend and I we eat a lot out a lot on weekends and sometimes it is nice to go back to the chicken broccoli rice during the week after all that like all different kinds of stuff I'm eating and yeah and I do think wow this is this is am I doing something wrong this is boring should I be doing something more interesting but no this is what I want actually (laughs) yeah yep I think it's it is it's so interesting how some of those foods become like foods that you can enjoy again because you're not restricting like the fun restaurant foods it's just like part of the ebb and flow also i have a tip for people if you're worried about not being able to eat what you crave and again this if put in a certain way this sounds diety but i promise it's not so i have my meal prep i meal prep on sundays i have my food i have my lunches usually from monday through friday and if i have a craving for sushi in the middle of the week but i have food to eat through i put it on my calendar right this is the day I'm going to eat sushi. I'm going to eat. It's future sushi I'm going to have. It's not, you know, again, it, on the surface could look like a cheat meal, could look like I'm restricting, but no, it is literally like it's honoring a craving. It's building trust with my body that I will honor the craving. I just can't right now. And that's okay. It's part of being an adult, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that tip because you're right. If you zoom out and somebody doesn't know your intention, they're like, She's only letting herself have sushi on that one day. But it's like, no, I'm just acknowledging the logistics of this. Yeah, while, exactly. Well, like you said, also like letting your body and your brain trust, like we're going to get to eat that food. Don't stress yeah. about it. It's not restricted. We'll get to it. 
And I know? don't think about it. I don't think about it because I know it's going to happen. Right. Like, you're like, great. Can't on wait mind. for sushi on Sunday. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's not like craving sushi and then going to eat a salad because then you still want sushi. <laughs> you know, yes. that's, that's the yeah. diet behavior. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that because you're not trying to circumvent or avoid that craving. You're just putting it somewhere that it like fits in the schedule that you have, in the budget that you have. Like you're just making yeah. it work. That's all. And with meal prep, you have options, right? I do the thing where you make the entire thing and put it in your container, pop it in the microwave and you're good. But that's, again, kind of limiting for some people. Another way to do it is prepping, doing a buffet prep, which is when you cook individual elements and you kind of have one container of each thing. And then you, when it's lunchtime, you take your plate out, you load it up with a little bit of everything or whatever you want. And you can make it into tacos. You can make it into a stir fryer, scramble or whatever, you know, you can. You have options, but you don't have to do all the work of cooking a fresh meal or buying something. You know, you, it's like halfway. I don't like it personally because it's more dishes to do. Right. And I don't I tend to not plan well enough where I have a, a lot of extra of one thing left over at the week and then like I'm out of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't like it. But it does work for a lot of people. Yeah. So that actually is kind of how I like to do mine, just because I will get like a random like that create that like combination today would be so good and then just put it together right my husband is the person that's if it's not in a tupperware and i can't heat it up and it's ready in two minutes i will not eat so it just you just have like your husband (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah which it's like they both work right they still get you to the end goal of you didn't spend 30 minutes on a work day figuring out lunch but you also are satisfied with the result right another just more another approach like while i'm just thinking of these things that you can do yeah when you're getting into meal prep is focusing on your struggle meal, right? So this is the meal that you often just kind of have, like for me it was dinner. I used to have peanut butter and crackers and that was like my struggle meal because I just couldn't get it together for dinner. Or if you find yourself skipping breakfast because you want to sleep in and you just don't have time for it and you're like out the door, that is the meal you should focus on for meal prep. Yeah, Because you're yeah. going to notice the most difference in like your stress level or your decision fatigue. Or and you'll be more, yeah, you'll be more satisfied if you are not eating crackers and peanut butter, which is fine. Just not every day. Like, you're right. If that's your, your dinner, dinner every day, you're probably going to be tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like that idea because I think sometimes people are like, I'm going to tackle the easiest thing first, but it might not make any sort of dent in like how stressed you are about food or like how good you feel. But if you're constantly skipping breakfast just because of the logistics, like how much more energized are you going to feel in the first half of your day if you can just tackle that one? And you'll be happier and not hangry in your 11 a.m. meeting. Breakfast makes me so happy. Yes. Yes. Are there any meal planning, obviously work week lunch membership, but like any like physical tools or utensils is the wrong word. So anything if someone's like, I want to purchase some stuff to make this even easier. Do you have any favorite tools in the kitchen for meal prep? I mean, containers are really important. If you are brand new to meal prep, I recommend grabbing the plastic ones at the grocery store to start with just so you get the hang of it. Like don't invest in glass until you know your sizes and like what you like. The plastic ones in the store are fine they're totally safe as long as they're not too scratched up like they're fine so that's the first thing second thing is like in the kitchen on meal prep day i'm all about making your meal prep sessions really fun so get an anti-fatigue mat which is one of those squishy mats you can put on the floor they're like 20 to 30 dollars they will save your back and your feet put on comfy clothes choose a podcast like this one 
uh, a music, <laughs> a movie, a TV show, something that you probably watched before, like The Office or whatever, and make it a little me time. You know, I'm when I'm cooking, I like kick my boyfriend out. I'm like, you're gone. It's my time. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I usually watch, I'm like, I'm watching The Bachelor or, you know, like trashy reality TV that's like easy to watch in the background. You don't want to cut yourself when you're chopping and watching TV. So you have to be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I would recommend for making the cooking easier is like truly making it a, a self-care me time project. I'm motivated to meal prep sometimes because I'm listening to an audiobook. I know it's like time for me to just listen to it for hours. Right. You're like, I get to listen to this as long as I'm meal prepping. So yeah, my hands are busy. Yeah. And then in terms of meal planning, I used a spreadsheet for a very long time. That's just literally breakfast, lunch, dinner, Monday through Friday. And then I had a little section for the grocery list. I have this for free on my site. If you sign up for my email list, you'll get it. There's a grocery list in there that you can fill in and it syncs to your phone, right? It's Google Sheets. So if you have the Google Sheet app, it just, so you're, you go to the store and it's there. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I love so that, that because that's, I'm keep always. it simple. Yeah. And For also real. if you're if you're a pen and paper person, that's fine too. You know, like everyone I've talked to thousands of people about this. Everyone has their own way of meal prepping. Some people use apps like Asana or Notion or Trello or like those organizational apps when they share them with a partner and you know that they have their system and keep playing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because I think, you know, as somebody who has a business that solves this problem. You can show the way you have solved the problem, but that's also how your brain works. And so even just yeah. hearing someone like you be like, hey, there's no one right way to do this. Just yeah. start with something like your free resource, which we'll link in the show notes. And then if it doesn't quite work with how your brain works, that's fine. You saw an example. Well, try something else. I can't plan if I don't write it down. Like I will literally right. waste oh, my own time writing it down and then putting it in the computer because that's just me. But that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I've learned with my customers and my and the community where people on, they're all meal planning on their phones. I can't do that. I'm a desktop person. I'm on my laptop. That's my Friday activity, by the way. I recommend like splitting up the work. If you plan shop and cook in the same day, you will hate it. You will be miserable. So I plan. That's my my transition between work and the weekend is my making a meal plan, and then Saturday I shop or order groceries, which I love huge time saver love instacart oh my god and then by the time sunday rolls around and i'm kicking my boyfriend out we've had breakfast he's gone i'm ready like i have all my groceries i have my plan and it's you know it's a lot easier that way so break it into chunks yeah i like that i think a lot of people do probably try to tackle it all at once they're like today is the day and then by the end we're just falling apart yeah I appreciate it. it is a routine. I've been doing this for years. I don't even think about it anymore. It's like eventually it does become like brushing your teeth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do I do have compassion for folks who are getting like that struggle of starting a new routine is really hard, which is why you got to just like if you start meal prepping, you don't have to marry it. Just try it one week. I, I tell my customers all the time, do it on the weeks, you know, you're going to need that support right before you go on vacation um, and you're getting ready for a trip. Or a week where you have a deadline and you just have to work and you just don't have time to deal with food. Or you're, you're getting over a sickness or something. You're getting over something. You need to like feel good. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like what you had talked about before with whatever your struggle meal is, right? Whatever 
part of your month or your week is going to be the hardest, just pinpoint that and see how much better that makes you feel. And then also, if you're like, the stress of planning wasn't worth it, okay, then you know you're not a meal prep person. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, I think if you don't like meal prep, even just meal planning, like, just knowing what generally you're going to make when can reduce a lot of stress. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us just a little bit more about how your membership is structured and like what people can expect? I'm sure it's on your website, but I feel like it's always interesting to kind of hear the creator explain what the experience is, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. And I'll say up front, like we have a lot of free resources for people to check out, offer a free trial. My goal is to help as many people as possible, you know, so I'll do it for free content or not. But yeah, basically in the subscription there, we have two types of memberships. We have a recipe only membership. So some people just want the recipes. Like if you are a pen and paper person, you don't need our meal planner. So we have that option. What's really unique about what we do is every recipe can be made vegan, vegetarian, omnivore, gluten-free, dairy-free. Wow. So you click a button and the the recipe refreshes with that recipe. So it's not like in the notes, like our swaps. It's like literally a whole recipe just for that dietary restriction so that's pretty cool that we have that so yeah listeners are cooking for various diets we can usually accommodate and then yeah the meal planning part we have like a drag and drop meal planner where you can kind of visualize i wanted to help people visualize the week map out your meals for the week and then you click a button and you get the grocery list all the you know it's instant and then you can email it to yourself right you can check off things you have at home already because you're checking your pantry you're saving money Right. <laughs> um, you know, you're gonna see what you have first you probably have olive oil and salt you know yes <laughs> so you don't need that on your grocery list and that's basically the main parts of it right recipes planning grocery lists you can save recipes we we send a meal plan every week if you don't feel like making your own we curate one every week oh cool yeah that's awesome i feel like that takes i mean basically all of the guesswork yeah. out of it yeah all you have to do is shop and cook yeah because I personally I think the planning part is the hardest right that's where you get stuck or you aren't coming up with ideas or you have to keep check like I just yeah a lot of of our customers don't even really like meal prep some of them just make our recipes for dinner and then they might have one left over for lunch or whatever there are a lot of different ways to use it yeah I love that and then you also came out with a cookbook last year so 2022 tell us a little about that yeah, the cookbook uh, has just 60 recipes that are not in, you know, anywhere else. They're exclusive to the book. And they're just creative meal prep recipes. Like we have ramen and we have different kinds of mac and cheese. And we have really fun. I have a whole section on tortillas because I love tortillas. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's a really fun book. Very colorful. And like I photographed it myself. It was super fun to make. Yeah. That's so cool. What yeah. what made you decide to do that? Because obviously, like, your website is a, such a big recipe resource already. Again, I'm all about access, right, and accessibility. I just wanted to give an opportunity for people to support the business with, and also get our recipes without having to pay for a subscription. Because some people just don't need it, right? And it's, it's something you can hold. Like, I've had this community for so long, and it, people were so excited. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I always knew I was going to write a cookbook. I need to. That's so cool. And I love that you took on the project of photographing it yourself and stuff too. I can't imagine like how long. I studied photography in school. So it was, it was really fun. It was surreal to be paid to photograph my own book. (laughs) I bet. I bet it was surreal too, to get that first copy in your hands and be like, this is in the world. Yeah, it was so fun. Oh my gosh. 
I, w- I would do it again, but I'm not. Ha- I'm happy I'm not doing it like right now. <laughs> sure. You're like, don't want to be in the process, but I would do it. Again. Yeah. 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 Totally understand that. Well, is there anything else that you think maybe for, you know, our listeners who are mostly people trying to get their feet underneath them as intuitive eaters? I think there's anything else that they should need to know about kind of this part of food. Yes. On the meal prep side. Yes. Very important is your mindset. Like with intuitive eating, have compassion for yourself. This is cooking. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to prep too much food. You're going to toss food out. It's not going to come out right. It's not going to taste good sometimes. It's okay. It's part of the process. Like you have to have compassion for yourself and appreciate that cooking is is one of those things where you are going to make mistakes. Just like intuitive eating, you will relapse. You will have moments of doubt. So take that, those lessons from intuitive eating and apply it to your cooking because it'll be a lot more fun when you lower the stakes. I love that. And I think that's such a through line in a lot of what we see in people's like intuitive eating journey is like, it is not linear, but also like you can't fail at it. Yes. Just keep moving, learn from it, get curious. Like you will make mistakes. Like you will yeah. make something and throw the entire thing out. It's it's literally everyone. I always joke like I'm I'm 30 now. When I was 21, I had to ask my best friend how to make pasta. Like she had to supervise me, like <laughs> boiling water for pasta. And at 29, my cookbook came out. So you know, if we all start if, somewhere, growth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, tell our listeners where they can find you and then I'll link it all up too so that it's super easy for them. Of course. I am at Workweek Lunch on Instagram, TikTok, and my website is workweeklunch.com. So yeah, come come hang out. I love that. Thank you so much again for spending time with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This is so fun. 